Martin. This is your Good Time Podcast, taking us all back to the decade of good times, the 50s, a time of hope, family, faith, and a little innocence. And was sponsored by Daddy-O's, your place for delicious burgers, fries, and shakes. Daddy-O's, bringing back the flavors of the 50s. Now, join me as we go back, take a blast from the past, and remember the 50s. Theodore Beaver Cleaver. Nowhere in this world there was a straitjacket waiting for that man. I love Lucy. Those are sounds of the 50s. What was in the news and what was hot in February of the 1950s? February 1950, What's My Line broadcasts on CBS' longest-running primetime show. From the panel, once again, to blindfold themselves, or rather, for the first time tonight, blindfolds all in place, panel? Mm-hmm. Yes, Good. Will you come in, Mystery Challenger, and sign in, please? Ragmock by the Ames Brothers hit number one. Albert Einstein warns against the hydrogen bomb. Walt Disney's Cinderella is released. Your show of shows with Sid Charisse and Imogene Coca premieres on NBC. The writers include Mel Brooks, Neil Simon, and Woody Allen. What a show. February 1951. The 22nd Amendment to the Constitution is ratified, limiting presidents to two terms. February 1955. Israel acquires four of the seven Dead Sea Scrolls. February 1958, the first U.S. satellite, Explorer 1, is launched. The 1958 Chevrolet Corvette costs $3,631 and... You can get a box of Ritz crackers for 32 cents. Oh, the good old days. They call her Corvette. And she belongs to the highway just for the sheer and simple joy of driving. For the open road and the country byway. For Mr. and Mrs. America in a carefree mood. Center stage this month is the cool blend of four voices, the Ames Brothers, garnering several number one hits in the 1950s. When you think of music in the 50s, you often think of the rockabilly or rock and roll, Elvis and the like. 
but the 40s and 50s were rich with the sounds of groups like the Ames Brothers who blended harmonies that were heavenly. And these guys knew how to do it, and they did it from a young age. Take me in your arms, please do. Let me cling to you. You would think they had everything going against them, a poor immigrant family. Their parents, David and Sarah Yurik, were Russian Jewish immigrants from Ukraine. It was the Depression, and times were tough everywhere. The Yurik family had to constantly move one step ahead of the landlords, and more than a few times they missed meals. And the family was big, nine kids in all, five brothers and four sisters. But this family had a dynamic that made the difference. These guys had parents who took time with them. The parents took time to read to them Shakespeare and other classics from the time they were old enough to listen. A non-professional, but a musical family. They were taught a love for music at an early age, and this paid off big time. As kids, they sing in school. They entered in one talent contest in their hometown. They loved sports, and they hung around the baseball park where they were sometimes asked to sing. And that exposure helped them land their first audition. And not long, they were playing Army and Navy bases and were offered a job at Foxes and Hounds Nightclub, one of the fanciest spots in Boston. They moved to New York, where they landed a job with band leader Art Mooney. The big break came when, while trying out a new song at Leeds Publishing one day, they were heard by an executive from Decca Records, who asked them to record a few sides, which they did, and soon they were the top-paid group in nightclubs and supper clubs everywhere. All my love to you, no one else will do, sentimental me. 1950, they had their first, number one, a double-sider, Ragtop and Sentimental Me. The brothers went on to chart several more hits during the early part of the decade and ended up with a regular spot on Arthur Godfrey's television show. They also became one of the first acts to appear on Ed Sullivan's original television program, Toast of the Town. In 1956, they landed their own 15-minute television program, The Ames Brothers. Rock and roll took its toll on the brothers' popularity during the late 1950s. They began to chart less and less. Ed left the group in 1961 to pursue a successful acting and later solo singing career. The remaining brothers kept the group going and honored contracts until finally disbanding in 1964. Gene then opened his own art gallery in New Jersey, Joe moved to Germany to teach music, and Vic had his own TV show in Arkansas for a while, later moving to Nashville to become an agent for country music stars, and then vice president in charge of marketing for a tailoring company. That's the Ames Brothers, smooth and talented. Hey, did I mention they knew several languages? That's just a little side note in a great, great career. That's your Good Times podcast for February 2011. Visit our sponsors, Daddios. Valentine's brings out our great special love blend shakes, cherry chocolate or strawberry chocolate, and they are rich and delicious like no other. Watch for a new burger coming soon, Daddios Buckaroo Burger. It may be the best barbecue burger you have ever had, served on a huge toasted French bun. 
Daddy-O's is bringing back the flavors of the 50s. And for all you pool cats out there, this is Mr. Daddy-O's himself saying keep cool and we'll catch you on the flip side.